What is going on, guys? My name is Bob. As always, with the co-host Brian, back in the studio. I don't know why we call it a studio, but anyway, Just tell us it is a studio. Okay. <laughs> um, feels like we've been away for a while, guys, but back at it. Schedules have been busy, but Brian here has been hounding me to stay up late to get a podcast in, but I keep falling asleep. But anyway, I'm up tonight. Or today, whenever you're listening to it. Right now, it's currently 1 o'clock in the morning on Friday or Thursday, whichever, whatever the hell you want to call it. But that's just how dedicated we are to get you guys information out. We told you it before. We're going to get it to you at all costs, so here we are. Today, we really don't got anything planned. So we're just going to kind of free ball it. We already know how we, that goes over. Yeah, we're just going to wing it today, and we'll kind of get into whatever we're going to talk about then. Um, but kind of something that I do want to talk about is, I told you about this, it's called Bury the Hatchet. It's where you throw axes. So last week, yeah, it was last week, I went uh, out for my brother's birthday, and we went out and we threw these axes. And let me tell you something, I was absolutely horrible at it, man. Um... Of course, like I was like the first one to throw, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at this axe board, I'm looking at how you throw it, and I'm like, man, this is easy. When I went to throw it, just straight brick. <laughs> Horrible. But, you know, the guy told me exactly how I should throw it to get better at it, and by the end of the night, I, I was pretty damn good at it. And I think that brings me into something I want to talk about today, is that, I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> consistency builds confidence or willing to, being willing to fail at something it allows you to be good at it you know so like I, I use that as an example in life I feel that in life there's so many people that they suck at something and they're not willing to suck at it and then that's why they never get better at it you know can you relate to that in any way yeah so a lot, of, a lot of people out there is when they fail the first time, they're saying, okay, this is not for me, and they just give up in general. But that's not the way you learn. That's not the way you build and everything else. Let's put it this way. If I – because I, I failed multiple times at the gym. If I would have gave up – Yeah, man. If I would have gave up at the gym, then where would I be today? I'd probably be obese like most of America. I, you know I'm a noodle. <laughs> I would probably be uh-huh. in a very depressing state. Agreed. Be all up in my mind in all the fucked up scenarios that I've been in. Yeah, man. You, you've been through some shit. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, that actually, like, I was thinking about that the other day. We were, at, we were talking about the situation you went through last week. And I was just thinking, man, holy fuck. A lot of the things that I personally go through in my life. Don't compare to some of the things that you've been through in your life. And I'm like, man, that, that dude, like, still does it every day. And I, so, you know, honestly, like, seeing you do what you're doing has pushed me to do better than you. And, and that's the funny <laughs> Not thing. Not better than you, but that, you know what I mean. The funny thing is, like, you say that towards me, but the thing is, it's completely the same thing for me towards you. So, with the different stuff that we've dealt with and we've been through, we build off of each other. Even though we fail to a low... We also built each other back up. And that's the way society should be. But it really isn't. 
I agree, and man. That's, that's the sad part about today's society. Yeah, there's there's like so many of my our friends, my friends, your friends, whatever. They give up too easily because they fail. Like I said in the beginning, and dude, it's like I I think pers- me personally, if if I didn't have someone like you or some other my my fitness friends in my life, I feel like I probably would gave up as well. And I th- I think it's a good thing to have type of people like you in our lives because it pushes you to be better. But there's a lot of people out there that don't look at it that way. No, a lot of people, and I I can foresee some people out there, and they're like, yeah, they're definitely talking about me or shit like that. And if that comes to your mind, 100% true. We're talking about you. <laughs> but Keep talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People, when people fail, it's either they give up or they push forward. Or they talk to someone else and the person's like, yeah, you failed. You fucked up. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. No, and then they, they they feed off that negative energy or they feed off that positive energy and they push on or they start talking shit about other people. And I've seen that and I've I've seen people fail and talk negative about someone else because they wish they had what they're doing. Yeah. Dude, or... <laughs> dude, I can, name, I can name millions of people to do that. So you, can I. The thing is, we all fail. Yeah. Pretty it's much what, that, yeah. It's what Honestly, you do in that instance. You're, you're going to fail more than you're going to succeed. And the way you go about that failure is how you're ultimately going to end up and succeed or if you're going to always be a failure. And I feel like in my life, you can probably relate to this as well. I failed a lot. And when I was younger, I used to let that bother me a lot. And now I just look at it as a way. All right. That's one way not to do it. Let's yeah. figure out another way. Well, usually sometimes it might be a hundred times I failed. But I'm never going to give up. I always get back up. And that's why fitness, I feel fitness is so important to us because every single day I go into the gym and I fail at least one time. <laughs> at something. It could be either picking up a weight, you slips out your hand, drop it on the floor. That's a fail because you, you, know, you got to bend down and pick it back up. Do you ever do skull crushers and drop the weight on your face? I have before. Actually, the worst thing I've ever done at the gym, I was doing, I haven't done them in a while. But you're in the, the rack, and you're doing the bench press, but you're throwing it up. Oh, yeah. And my, like, hand slipped, and it hit me in the chest. I don't remember how much weight it had on it, but, like, the barbell and the weight on it, I thought my, my ribs were broken all. I've done and that I didn't before. have these, like, bluffish pecs that I have now. Your man titties? Yeah, my man titties, because I had a little bird chest, so it hurt. Now it would probably bounce off. <laughs> Dude, I've been there. But no, really, like, I think that... Fitness has taught, taught me, number one, it's okay to fight to through failures. And I think in order for you to be successful or to be a leader in anything in life, you have to be willing to fail. Yeah, that's that's true. And people don't want to admit that. But if you look at all these successful people, you look at all these people that I look up to or you look up to, they've all failed to get to where they are. And that's the funny thing because if you talk to the general population and everything, they don't look at it through our eyes the way we're looking at it. They'll be like, oh, yeah, they just they just magically got there. They succeed at everything they do. That is completely false. You look at – so look at David Goggin. He went from being in shape in the military to being Fat on the beach. Piece of shit. <laughs> and he yeah. said to himself, he's sitting there going, what am I doing? What, where the fuck have I lost myself in this whole process? And from his words alone, 
I think I sent you the video. Uh, six minutes is the most inspirational thing you'll ever hear. I definitely watched it. I'm a huge David Goggins fan. I feel he's failed more times than anyone I know, and he's always finds a way to succeed in that failure. Yeah, his biggest thing is when he touched base on that, he's sitting there going, don't let people sugarcoat shit. There's, there's the ones that are sugarcoating thing being as in when someone says, I think I'm fat, <laughs> then you're fucking fat. Yeah, he dude. flat out says it. He's sitting there going. Then you have people sitting there going, "No, you're not fat. You're just big boned." Yeah, it's because you, it's yeah. it's okay. It's true. No, because that's that's fucking sugarcoating shit. It's not okay to be obese, because if you're obese, you're putting so much more strain on your heart, your organs, and everything else, and you shorten your lifespan. Now, yes, there's medical conditions out there, but that doesn't give you the right to give up. I agree, man. It's like. You bring that up, and there's two ways to look at the failures. You either failed because you're not meant to do that, or you fail because you went about the wrong way. So, either way, you can change that failure to positive. So, say you, I don't know, I can't think of an example right now, but say, say I went to play minor league baseball and I failed in minor league baseball. I wasn't good enough. Okay. Now, I'm not going to keep playing until I'm 50 years old. But, you can use what you learned through that sport or through that time to figure out to do something you're actually good at that you are meant to do when you're 50 years old. Or say you say you got injured and you failed that season. Why did you get injured? Weren't stretching enough. Weren't eating right. Something like that. You could change that to reapproach to make the next step. You know. So either way. Even if you're if you fail, there's always a way forward, and we we have our the simple mindset that people are not willing to accept of why they failed. Yeah, and or like you said, they look good injured. Okay, another one of David Goggins' biggest thing, most inspirational thing that I remember. Forty percent rule. Absolutely. Forty percent. I rule. use it every day. This man ran over a hundred miles. By himself, with water bottles and a pack of crackers. And he never fucking ran a marathon, ever. In his <laughs> life, at that point, he never ran a marathon. And it was supposed to be a relay team. He ran it by himself. Yes. By the end of the race, he broke in every small bone in both of his feet. You ever see what he said about it? He's like, he would always remind himself of why he was doing it. And then he would tell himself, you can do it. He's like, I never once through that through that whole entire race said you're done. He goes, because as soon as you tell yourself you are done, your body gives you're up. Done. He goes, you have to refuse to put yourself down in that way. He goes And that's that's a big thing. That's where the forty percent rule comes into play. And for those people that don't realize what it is, it's at forty percent of your body's cap- capacity, your capability, your body's telling you to quit. Now, someone who has trained can get over that mental barrier. You still have 60% of your, your potential just waiting to be unlocked. So, what, what's one way to figure this out? The one thing that he did was told someone to get up on the pull-up bar. Do as many pull-ups as you can do. Guy did 10. Got back down. He's like, all right, 30 seconds. Break for 30 seconds. Get back up there. How many can you do? Guy at that point, I think, did five or six. Just back down. He's like, all right, you're going to break for 30 more seconds, but we're not leaving this garage until you have 100 pull-ups. 
<laughs> now, at that instance, that could be going one, two pulls at a time, taking a 30-second break. This man wanted to give up, I think, around 20, I think 20, 30 pull-ups. But David is in there going, no, we're not leaving this garage until you get over that mental barrier. So they're locked in this garage for however long it takes. Now, it's easy enough to say, yeah, I'm done. I'm sore. My body can't do this. But in reality, your body can. You're only using 40% of your potential. Get over that mental barrier. Unlock the other 60%. Be able to use 100% of your potential. You may be sore. You may be pissed off. You may be angry. You may be all these different fucking things. Use that as fuel. Use that as fuel to get over that 40% rule and get to something bigger and better. Yeah, dude, I agree. And one thing I think people don't understand is that you're... So, all right, so say... Let's use me as an example, not specifically me, but torn ACL twice, no ACL on my left knee right now. Now, let's say I'll go back into the gym and I go, I can't squat. I can't do legs because that's an excuse many people use because they have that injury. Well, how do you sit down and take a shit? You're squatting, right? Squat. How do you bend down and tie your shoes? Squat. Oh, my God. How do you walk and sit in your car? Squat and side lunge. You can do it. You just have to figure out ways to incorporate it in the gym. So for me as an example, if I would go into the gym after my injury and I would start squatting heavy again, not stretching, not doing any cardio, what's going to happen? My legs are going to tighten up. I'm going to fucking hurt them again. So what I did and what most people need to do is they need to fucking work around the injury and find different ways to strengthen up the muscles around whatever muscle is injured. And then you can do it again. Because I have so many people texting me right now or messaging me like, how do you squat this? How do you deadlift that? Now let me tell you guys something. It's the 40% rule. And it's not just about physical capability. It's about mental capacity of both knowing you can do it and knowing how to work around what you can't do. Because there are some limitations that we have. I have no AC on my left knee. I can't play a game of basketball. But I can, I can go do agility drills because I know where I'm running. There's a difference in there. So if you have an injury, know the limitations that you have and then work around them to get to where you want to go. Because I'm a prime example that you can't do it. Because listen, motherfuckers, there's so many of you out there out here. I have bad knees. I have a bad back. Well, I have both of them too. And I just hit a 535 deadlift and a 450 squat. And I have one knee. How'd I do it? Because I build up my other muscles around it. I focus on my form. I stretch. Not much, but I still stretch a little bit more than I used to. So there are ways for you to get around what you can't do. Because the word can't, it's, not, it's really not in my dictionary. It's just how do you get around it? You know. And I feel like at first, I didn't understand that either. I would go into the gym and I would try and squat. Not realizing, bro, your fucking hips are weak as shit. Your hamstrings are tight because your knee's gone. You know, your upper hip, your upper back is, is tightening up because your hamstrings are pulling down from your knee. I didn't realize all this stuff. Once I realized it, stretched it out, started strengthening it up, and then back went back to it. Not heavy at first, but start building up slowly. 
I'm back. I'm pretty much almost where I used to be. And people don't realize that because they think, oh, I can't do it. I'm done. I'll never do it again. You can do it again. Just figure out how. And that's the thing. People are using the injury itself as an excuse. Just because you're injured in a way or you don't think you're fully healed, you can still do light stretching, light weights, and strengthen that injury and bring you back yeah. to a stronger, more effective you. Dude, the, wor- the worst thing I see is these people... Do you, know, do you know what the number one hardest injury is to come back from? ACL, isn't it? Shoulder. Shoulder. Like rotator cuff, shoulder. Do you know why? So not, not because it's the hardest muscle to heal, but it could, because people use your arms all the time. Mm. So think about this. You have this issue, too, and you don't even have a shoulder problem. When you go heavier over your ne- over your head, does your, like... You get clicking. It hurts a little bit. Yeah. It's because you sleep. We constantly sleep on our shoulders. So people that have the shoulder injuries, what do they do? They rush back into the gym. 90% of you rush back into the gym when you're doing shoulders. Not even doing shoulders, but you want a bench press. You want a dumbbell bench press. Put a lot of strain on that shoulder. Yep. You want to do push-ups. Box your rotator, your AC joint up. So when people have shoulder injuries, they don't heal properly enough because even though a doctor says you're good to go, doesn't you're mean not. go back to bench. You still have to take three or four months of slow working out to do that. And you need to avoid the overhead. These people, I see it all the time at the gym, man. Dude, dude's wearing like a sling. Six months later, he's trying to do dumbbell press. I don't, I don't even care what weight he's doing. Like when you have that injury, you can't do the overhead, man. It just puts so much stress on them. So that's why it comes back because people think um, you're healed and you can go right back to what you used to do before. No, it's like when you see all these professional athletes when they tear their Achilles, what happens to them? Like, over half of them tear their ACL or their hamstring the next year. Like, look at the one basketball player this year. He tore his Achilles last year. In the middle of the basketball season this year, he tore his quad. And then he healed up, and now he just tore his ACL. Why is that? Well, A, he's a bigger guy, and he's probably trying to jump. Like, you need to take that slow. Like, you need to relax. I get it. He wanted to make the money, but the majority of us out there aren't making millions of dollars. So you need to cherish your body. I, I think I always say this. Your body is your pyramid. It's the only one you have. You don't need to rush back from an injury just because you want to work out hard. Take it slow. Do it for the long haul. Because, dude, I tell you, I tore my ACL for the third time. It's probably four years ago now. Is How that long you were chasing the dog? Yeah, I was hammered, though. <laughs> it's, so these kids, drinking is bad. Yeah, I mean, usually, usually injuries don't... Honestly, like, I've never been hurt in the gym. I've never once been physically long-term hurt in the gym. I might have strained something for, like, a day or two, but I've never been seriously hurt in the gym. I don't, yeah, I, I've never been seriously hurt in the gym. I mean, I gave myself a bloody nose when I dropped that fucking weight doing a skull crusher on my face. That's, that's not, like, uh, that probably slipped out of your hand, or that's some Dude, that shit. sucked. That was, like, the ultimate fail. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, how many times you see these people... They have an ACL injury, and six months later, they're like, oh, I'm doing legs again. But, motherfucker, you need to relax. Probably that, <laughs> that, that, that. Like, yes, you can do legs, but don't be putting that heavy weight on the bar or anything like that. You don't need to do that. By the way, I finally saw that dude that uh, was trying to out deadlift me the one time. Was he walking crooked? Dude, he was still fucked up. Dude, I see that shit all the time, man. It's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, like I said, I'm a prime example of that because... 
when I tore my ACL for the third time, went to the doctor. They're like, you got lucky. Your ACL is completely gone. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I already, I, I knew what he meant by that because I tore it three other times. So what he meant by that is when your when your ligament is partially torn, it locks up your it locks up your other ligament. So it's kind of like a rubber. It's like say you put like it's five rubber, rubber bands, bands and the ones like kind of fucked up. Yeah, it messes them all up. So with it being completely torn, it was free to move. So at first it's gonna hurt a little bit more because the swelling is a lot more, but in the long term you can build around it. So. I don't have an ACL on my left knee. And I was like, well, I'm never going to be able to do anything. Realized that you had to build up the tissue, the other ligaments around it to build it back up. So how did I do that? I did it by skipping the squats. Even though the squats were my all-time favorite exercise. I did it by, I didn't deadlift. Didn't do any of them lifts that put extra strain on the specific knee, knee muscles, ligaments that I needed. So what I'm saying is when you're working back an injury, work the surrounding muscles. Don't rush back. And that, that's what people have. They're, they have that fear that they're going to get hurt again in the gym. Yeah. But if you're doing it correctly and you're working towards building, like I said, around the muscles, you're not going to get hurt because I've never been hurt doing it. Or you're just a fucking idiot. You, sure. But if you, if you lift properly, I've never been hurt in the gym. So that's why when I put 450 on my back or deadlift, whatever, I'm not scared to get hurt. Because I know like my mind is 110% there. And I give everything I have, you know. So that's why when I do the weights, I'm consistently going up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm confident with it. I like putting heavy weight on my back and pushing it up. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Squats are my favorite shit to do. I just I know I have to be hate careful. Squats. Dude, it's <laughs> one of my least favorite activities. I I couldn't count the other day. I don't know if I told you. I tell you about my weights. Yeah. So yeah, I like guest. My percentages on what my max was for squats, because I haven't done them in a while. And I was supposed to do 265, 275, 285, like my first three sets. Go on my third set, and I'm like, wow, I was at 305. And that's another point of the 40% rule. Because sometimes, like, if you put a certain weight on, you get scared of that weight. And like that's why I texted you about it because it reminded me of you when you put the extra weight on them girls and they did the extra weight because sometimes heavier weight gets scary for you, but and you can do it. So better sometimes better not knowing it. That's that's the thing. Like the people that I train and everything else, I don't tell them what weights I'm putting on. No, I'm I'm like okay, this was this was your max last week. Blah 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 blah. And then yes, I'll end up sneaking five ten pounds extra on there because they get terrified being that they already maxed out and they don't think they're able to do it and that's the biggest thing when it comes down to it because it's your mindset your mindset is what's stopping you from being able to do different things so to excel in something such as weightlifting or anything else you have to throw some some pretty much loop-de-loops in so when I train someone and they're telling me they can't do something, best believe they're going to get a nice little uh, taste of reality of being tricked. Yeah. And then... It works, though. It, it does. It, it works amazingly. I, every person I've ever yeah. trained and I've done this trick to, they're so surprised that, <laughs> that they, they lift an extra 10 pounds. Yeah, and dude. they're sitting there going, there's no way. And that's when you sit there going... Count yeah, up. dude. When I did it, I was like, wait. I was like, oh, shit, my max ain't what I had. <laughs> I was like, we got to go up. 
because I got it easily, and I was like, holy shit, that was supposed to be my fifth set, not my third, my, that was like my second set, I was like, holy shit, but you know, like, another thing I like to do, with I, which I've been doing to a couple people on, on diets, I don't tell them what their macros are, I just write them what they need to eat, because a lot of people, they don't realize when you consistently eat more food, it gets your metabolism going. Yeah. And then you burn the fat. Because if you're not eating enough food, you're, you're like... You're not burning, you're not burning shit. It. But they don't, they're not... They're scared to eat more food. So if you tell them what they need to eat, like the calories and the macros that are in that food, they get scared to eat it. Not realize, like, this is going to help you. So I did it with, like, two clients. And I didn't tell them what their macros were. They could just plug it in. I mean, but they didn't. Um, and they're eating... It was, like, 2,100 calories. And they... they were previously only eating like 13, which I kept telling them it's not enough, it's not enough. So I was like, listen, we're just going, here's what you need to eat. This is what you need to eat for the week. Just do this. We'll see you in two weeks how your results are. Damn. What happened? They went down four pounds. And they're eating 700 more calories a day. Because their metabolism was going. They had more confidence going into the gym because they had more energy. Therefore, killing it. You know, and... When you consistently eat properly, like, you build confidence in the gym. And what's one of me bring me to a point that you brought up that I want to go back to. When you go into the gym, you fail. Yeah. So say you're, say you're bench pressing and you, you're, you're supposed to do 300 that day. Yeah, get your 300. All right, but no, seriously, so what, what weight are you at now on the bench? I think 275. Right, I so forget. I haven't, I haven't benched in probably about a month. The bench is one of the things that you need to be there because you're laying down. That's why I always hate doing the bench because you need to you need to fucking be there, like yeah. mentally. Because you lay down if you're tired, bro. Second set, you're fucking done. You know, because you're laying down, you're like I'm done. Dude, the first time I laid down, <laughs> I shit you not. That's why I hate to do it. Though. One time I laid down on the bench and like I was beat. Didn't do any pre workout or anything like that. Even if you do the pre workout, you're still like, dude, this is comfortable. I shit you not. I laid down on this bench. I was about to, like, I could have my handles on the bars. Lights out for about 10 minutes. Yeah, dude. So, anyway. So, say say you're supposed to do, back, like, two months ago, you had 265 on the bar, and you're like, yo, I should get this. Yeah. And you miss it. Now, the next time you go into the gym, how much more fired up are you to get that because you missed it? And I guarantee you, most of the time, you get it that next time because you have that extra energy. So, why don't we use that in life? That same enthusiasm when you fail at something, to come back at it with a different approach, a different energy level, and just dominate it. Because I want to say 90% of the population, they look at a failure as a negative thing. Because they didn't get to where they wanted to be the first time around. But, that being said, not everyone can succeed on their first attempt at something. Sometimes it's, honestly, from my own experience, succeeding on the first attempt at anything... You don't learn anything. It's usually not good because when you fail on that bench press, it's happened to me as well. You learn, look, well, you hipped your, you pushed your hips out, you pushed your arms out, flared them out, kicked your knees up, something. There's always something you can find to better. Yeah. And then in the long run, you're just going to skyrocket past what you did anyway. It's like that in life. Like if you fail a fucking test, you fail the test, okay? Who cares? The next time you do a test or the next time you got to do something as like, like that, figure out what you need to do better. Like, don't worry about... I don't know why I'm going to bring this up, but it, I just thought of it because people are on social media now and 
getting shadow banned and all this type of shit on there. And someone messaged me the other day about it. They asked me, oh, is your engagement down? I'm like, yeah, my engagement's down, this and that. Everybody's this. Um, so when you post on Instagram and you only get 100 likes on this post, but a week ago you got 500, that's not the failure we're talking about, <laughs> okay? Don't worry about that shit. You know, worry about you. And I uh, try to tell people on social media, you still have followers that like your stuff. So post it for them. Just keep posting the right stuff. It'll get out there. Yeah, but you want to be Insta-famous, <laughs> though, you know? That's what a lot of people want. That's what they expect. Dude, I hate it. I hate Instagram. But now I, I see people comparing real life to social media. And when we're talking about consistency to be successful, I'm not talking about social media. We're talking about real life. So for all you people out there that are social media kings and queens, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, it's funny because we do, we do a lot of these calls for like first form and I love them because they actually do, they teach you like how to actually do informational posts, this and that. And I like, I kind of look at like a lot of the people that are in the groups and I don't really say much in them. I just kind of listen to what they're saying and I probably have more followers than every single one of them. And I just act like I don't have any. Because it's because when they're talking about the stuff they do, it's about informational. So as we always talk about it, when you're doing social media, it should be like your life. Like, we're doing this podcast. Am I going to talk about something that is completely fake or a lie? No. Do I care if a thousand people watch this or a hundred people watch this? No. Well, that's how I look at my social media posts, too. As long as you can help one person with what you're posting, then it's valuable. Yeah, 100%. I mean, when I do a workout post, which I haven't done in a long time, I don't care who's freaking liking it. I just wanted to bring the social media up into it because it's a big part of people's lives today. It really is. I mean, a lot of people let it control who they are and everything else, and it brings problems around for everyday life. But that's another story. But the reason I wanted to bring it up was because you, even me, I'm, I'm a culprit of this. You never see my failures on my social media page. No, every, everything is supposed to be... So the way people put out there, they want you to see the perfect part of their lives. Now, one of my, I, I've posted stuff before where I think it was uh, with my one car. I, I did a weld. I had to say, this is the ugliest weld I've ever done. That's a failure in my book because now it's documented that this is what I need to do to make something better. So all in all... It, it's okay to document a failure. It's okay to show people that you're a true person, that you make fucking mistakes, that you're not perfect. And I think that's what I lean more towards in my social media yeah, shit I mean, than anything else. I wish I had more videotapes of me failing at my lifts. And I, then another video of me succeeding. succeeding to show people that, hey, we all do this shit. And I think what it is now, though, is like, we're subconsciously programmed to delete the failure, to delete that video that showed us failing. Yeah. And once you start thinking in a different way and approaching things differently, you realize, oh, people can learn from this or I can learn from this. And that's what really matters is if you can learn from it and you pull it and keep it in your archives. Like, so this didn't work for me. How can I make it work better in the future? 
Exactly. And that's what you gotta do. You gotta mash them together. Be like, all right, I fucked up here. Yeah. And now I'm here. See, that's what like my point was because people don't show that shit. Social media, is social media. It's what you want to see. And the way we're going now, that's what people think real life is. Yeah. Social media isn't real life. We all fail. So stop looking at these beauty queens and these Hulk Hogan looking bodybuilders. They all failed or they did something to get where they're at. Like, whatever. We all fail. And on Tuesdays, it's always Transformation Tuesday, right? So what do you always see? You always see these people with these shitty photos and now they look great. Yeah. Let me tell you something. They probably just ate a fuck ton of Chinese food to look fat and then took pictures. Don't get me wrong. Whenever I do a transformation challenge to make money, to win it, I make sure I look fat in my before picture. Everybody does that shit, okay? So, don't act like they did this traumatic transformation because it takes a long time. If you look at my transformations, I'm doing a lot of work. I got my diet cut down. It took me a long time. So, I get all these people hitting me up. Oh, you did that in six months, three months? I'm like, listen, here's what happened. I was in shape. I started eating like shit. Muscle memory came back. That's yep. why my... So for all of you out there that are listening, like, how did you get those results in six months? Because I fucked off for the six months before that. Okay? So when you actually get in shape and then you get out of shape, it's easier to get back in shape. So for all of you out there that are trying to get in shape, trying to lose 50 pounds, and you're looking at someone like me or Bri here, it took us long to get to where we're at. So don't stop. Don't look at these people posting these transformation posts because it's not just about how you look, okay? Look at your failures on the weight you used to lift. Mm-hmm. Justin, one of our ambassadors, I talk to him about it a lot. I'm like, yo, you need to get an archive of your fucking videos of your shit-ass form on your squats and now send it to me. So next Tuesday, I'm posting that. And in the one video, he has, I think, 405 on and he did it for... One or two. Shit for him. His back was arched. Right? Mm. He, he knows it. He said, he said it to me. His back was arched. Now, corrected his form. Got his hips back. Got his back not arched. But what? He did less weight. Did it for more reps. Better form. And his back don't hurt. That is a transformation in itself. And that is just as important as how you look. Because if you're out here squatting with that arched back, Justin... You ain't walking when you're 50, let alone you ain't going to be walking after your workout today either. No, you're going to be walking like, like a fucking that. duck. It's like that. I was crawling on the ground today. But that's my point too, like... I skipped today. Hey, well, you just got home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was working on my car don't all Don't worry, morning. don't worry. Today is day... What's Friday? So that's 50... That's 60 days. 60 days straight of two days. I need a break. I'm fucking tired. <sighs> Nah, see, today's my only day off for, uh, or yesterday, what, 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 however you want to put it. Thursday was the only day that I took off from the gym. Because the rest of the week, I'll be fucking in there. And That's you good. need at least one recovery day. Yeah. On your case, you still have fucking 80 to go. <laughs> Dude, no, honestly, <laughs> talk about that, 75 hard. I feel like, honestly, it's pretty easy. <laughs> I mean,. We well, preach it every day. So for it, someone like it's, me, it's pretty easy. Yeah, I was about to say, it's easy for someone like us because of the fact that we have that dedication to go to the gym and everything else. Now, say someone that has never gone to the gym, they're like, oh, 75 hard. 
Let's let, let me try it. You know, the the other problem is that people they don't plan it out. And the reason I'm doing it so successfully is I planned everything out. Like if I'm gonna work outside and then I'm gonna go to the gym and then work out outside and I'm not a walker. So I'm like, how am I gonna plan these workouts out, let alone train for a powerlifting competition and a bodybuilding show in 2020? And I'm like, well, you gotta start prep now for it, but I'm doing this shit, so it's like, all right, what do we do? So the big thing for me that has allowed me to breeze through this is planning. And I thank Andy Rosello for teaching me that shit. It's like I never, I never really understood of literally planning out like blocks of your day, and our schedules. You know, like for, for someone like me, my schedule is not always the same with work. So I kind of just give myself work, and then after work, whatever it is, this is what you gotta get done. Some days I have eight hours to do it. Some hours I got fucking four. I just got to get through it. <laughs> and Very true. You know, you get it done anyway, no matter what. If I'm driving, can't read. If I'm in the passenger seat, I can read. So I get my reading done during work. There's a lot of people out there that work from nine to five, and they complain saying they can't do it. I'm like, man, I wish I worked nine to five through Monday through Friday. Be done all my shit easy. I'd be done before nine. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. You know, and... Yeah, it's... Like we always said in the beginning, consistency, man. It builds confidence. It really does because week one was easy. Week two was a little bit harder because I was tired. It was like 95 degrees out every day. It was a little hard. Then last week happened, and I couldn't fucking... I was in pain. But I didn't give up because the consistency built a habit. Which Dude. gave me confidence that I knew I could do it no matter how I felt. Last week was fucking nuts. Yeah. Well, my, it was my mouth. That was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Yeah, that was two no, weeks last ago. Last week was easy Yeah. Last, I mean, last week was the shit show. It's, it's because, like, we're talking about people, the more you work through failure, the more you're confident that you're going to succeed in it because yeah, you're yeah. going to keep finding ways to do it. And then you're going to find out ways you're not doing it, so you're going to be confident to know what not to do. And that works in everything in life, man. Like, for real. You know? 100%. When we're driving a car, when we first learned, you realize, all right, well, if I hit the gas here, I'm well, fucking too hard. You realize how to step on that pedal. You know what I'm saying? No, you learn how to step on the pedal when your parents are in the car and when your friends are in the car. There's a big difference on how you step on that pedal. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You, you learn how to step on the pedal to pass the test. Life is like that, too. You don't need to be the best at anything. You just got to pass everything. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, come to a stop sign. What does that mean? Spin tires on the fucking pavement. <laughs> it's like, at work, man. When you're working, you just got to work to get that promotion you want. You don't got to work to be as good as the boss, but just get that advancement. Each level, keep getting a little bit better. You don't got to be the best. Just get paid. <laughs> No, you know what I mean, though, for real. It's like yeah, it's people, one of those things. people fail. I feel like they fail, actually fail, meaning they give up because they don't understand that you don't go from rock bottom to goat status in anything. There's levels. So you need yeah. to be willing to go through those levels to get to that goat status. You got to take the lickings to get to where you want to go. Yeah. But anyway, guys, it's real late here. We appreciate you guys for listening if you have any questions please hit us up we would love to hear them 
You know our gram names. Probably got my number. It's on the page anyway. So just hit us up. If you got any questions, and we'll be back next week whenever we can. If you got a topic you want us to talk about, let us know. We'll we'll free it. <laughs> yeah, we uh, I mean, we're always looking for topics. If you guys have something you want us to touch base on, or you think would be something good, we're a hundred percent behind it. Let us know. It's not that we're running out of ideas, but I'm sure you there's there's people out there that want to hear something particular. I mean, we enjoy what we're doing here. We enjoy winging it. We enjoy just. I do. I do. Uh, I do want to get a Q and A in there. I haven't. I haven't yeah, we haven't done do a Q and A for a while. We haven't done that at a grip, so we 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 have to get that back out again. Yeah, we've been busy. Yeah. So in the meantime, you know what's crazy with how busy we are? We're still doing it. Just Most people wouldn't even fucking up do hours. It. I see. I see people. I think I said it like this podcast seventy four, seventy fucking four. I think I said it on podcast like 30 that a lot of people were hitting me up saying they want to do their podcast. Out of all them people, one person started it, and I think he's only on like episode six. We've done 50 to his six. It's insane, isn't it? It's pretty good. We're only and we haven't do... talked about the same thing yet. Yeah, we were only supposed to do 52 this year, and we're way past that. Yeah, it's because... You start doing when you guys start doing stuff that you like that you're helping other people at, you're gonna just your life's gonna get better, so you're gonna want to keep doing it. So just look at it that way. Don't don't give up when you fail. Just find another way to do it. I think the best part was the first one that we ever did. Bob was scared of the fucking camera, and it was awesome. So he pushed through that whole failure of acting like a dumbass, thinking that he was gonna act uh, make himself a fool. Yeah. And it was just, it just came out natural. And now, look at us. We're That's a perfect point right there because the first couple episodes, I didn't want to talk. And it was kind of like, we had to, I had to write down exactly what I was going to say, this and that. And I kind of felt like I was a robot saying shit. Now I'm just like, I called myself an ant. And I just keep fucking talking. And it's because you consistently do it. Now we're confident in it that we know we're going to put out good content because honestly, after every episode we talk, I feel, man, that episode sucked. And then I listen to it the next day, and I'm always like, I learned something from that episode. And if I can learn something from us talking, when we're the ones talking, I know we're teaching people something. So as soon as we go through an episode and I feel like I did not learn anything from that episode, I'm giving up. Because that's how I know I fucking suck now. So... I don't know if you relate to that, but I feel like I always learn something. That's not going to happen. If we ever have an episode that sucks, we're going to come back with the next one ten times harder. Because we have to learn. We have to adapt. We have to overcome. And we have to keep pushing forward. Never give up, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Peace out. See you guys.